0: Seventh Heaven, this is the Scum and Sneak fantasy football show about the LV Dynasty fantasy football league that we are all in. Sneak, we are halfway through the season after this week. Crazy town. Uh, say it ain't so, man. Say it ain't so. It's It feels like the, sh-
1: the season's kind of going by fast, but like I also i am just trying to tell myself it's going by slow, uh, but... Either way, you're correct. Going into week seven, in the throes of October, fall is upon us. We see the weather changing, uh, and there's, and we see a lot of things changing in the league this year, which has been all
0: surprisingly fun. It's been super fun, and we're at the point now where things aren't really flukes anymore. I mean, like we're kind of like, yes, we would think that there are teams that can bounce back or fall off. But at this point, record-wise, it's going to be hard for major changes to happen. It's it's still that middle group that we always talk about that can really change things. But uh, bottom of the league and top of the league are kind of set as far as you know position-wise. Now, get in the playoffs, real rosters can uh, can come you know rise to the top. But otherwise, you know you have to get there first. So that's where it's going to get interesting.
1: Yeah. I guess the only thing I can think of barring any sort of crazy trades out there, uh, all the teams so far are who they have been. If I, if I may say, but they are who we thought they were. It's like you said, we've got the top. We've kind of got the bottom, the middle group shuffles a little bit here and there, but everyone is pretty much what they are now. And it's just going to be either eking out wins or like I said, hoping for some other type of shakeup, but the teams are, Kind of all we're gotten into our groove now. Teams are doing what they're they're going to be doing from now on. No more surprises. Kind of like what you said, I think.
0: The other thing that will come into play, and we see it this week especially, is bye weeks can really dictate certain matchups. You know, someone who traditionally has been a lot better over the course of the season, if they're missing the bulk of their team, then you know things could change. Like it's not happening this week, but when the Ravens go on bye, Jesse's going to be really vulnerable when the Chiefs go on by, I'm going to be really vulnerable. So that'll that'll change some things and give some people chances to win where they might not have uh, in a normal week. But we're we're saying that things are kind of set, but there's still a lot of season left to be played. So we could end up looking back and be like, oh, well, halfway point was a lot different than where we ended, which, again, adds to the fun. Just everything will add to the fun. And like you said, that's where we'll be looking at in the future. But we are
1: – where we are today and where is that scum
0: today we're at a day of normalcy i guess but we're gonna start with the nonsense minute because i don't know how to transition and i'm lost you don't. i'm holding the baby jacqueline's making her debut so uh oh there she is feel that but <laughs> let's let's do the nonsense minute like i said and kind of alluded to it a little bit we are in what, are, what people are calling the Bipocalypse, the Bi Mageddon, um, whatever you want to say, it's a major bi week with, uh, I don't even know the names, but a lot of major fantasy players out on by this week. So, with that, and kind of with the spooky theme, what is your favorite Armageddon, end of the world, uh, end of society? movie, book, TV show, whatever it is, whatever that story is, what is your favorite? Oh, bro.
1: This is a horribly hard, very intense, deep dive question. You start me off and give me a second to think of it.
0: One that I always think of first is because, one, I really liked the movie when it came out. And also I've seen it a thousand times on TNT afterwards. But Day After Tomorrow, the classic with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, Pierce Brosnan? No, Dennis Quaid. I get them confused sometimes. Uh, young Emmy Rossum. Fun cast, and it's just the, the world is ending because of nature. And I don't know, it's exciting. Everything's cold. New York freezes over and floods. Again, I don't know if it if it really holds up, but I've seen it a thousand times, and I have it on Blu-ray. So that's what I'm going to go with. I feel like I've, I may have only
1: seen that one once, and I just don't really remember it but i i'm with you on the whole i world freezing over that's a that's a fun way to go i'm not going to pick just one i'm just going to throw out a couple here that i that are kind of popping into the old brain recently i saw that uh within the last year or two that greenland movie okay with gerard butler yeah yeah I think that's actually getting a sequel and it was surprisingly uh, a pretty good movie with the uh, whatever was the meteorites or the whatever the heck coming out of the sky and just taking everything out i thought that was fun and then obviously I think if you're looking for that comedy the what is it this is the end. Oh yeah. <laughs> there's yeah, just like big, the sinkhole opens yep. up and everything's just going to all heck. It's like a, what would people how they would actually kind of go down in that in that capacity. Um shoot man, what a good question. There's a lot of I know you're
0: a big piercer. I was going to say I kind of forgot I was about surprised it.
1: surprised you didn't just quadruple down on snowpiercer in this moment but that's a good one the road classic we all read we've all read that book i don't know uh what about like the book of eli kind of maybe
0: yeah yeah okay
1: there's a ton of really good what a what a subject matter to make a movie about the end of the world man we, sh- we should make that film
0: yeah. we should make that film but we'll uh no spoilers of what we're gonna do well it'll come out you guys will see it just maybe get it works scum and sneak show take hollywood <laughs> But yeah, going back to as soon as we said like the world freezing over, that's when I thought of Snowpiercer and I'm like, that's how you know I'm delirious and not sleeping when I didn't even think of it first. But yeah, staying on brand, that's the best. If you haven't seen it, you definitely need to watch it. And to those people who are out there who hate it, uh, I hate you. There it is. Proclamation's been set. Well, we've got a pretty full episode coming up, Sinead. So let's go ahead and get an ad out of the way before we get into our ranks, and uh, we're going to double up this week with two sponsors. This week's episode is brought to you by the first and foremost fantasy resource in your lives, Juge plus we're still here we know that you're heading into bye weeks we know that you're heading into a playoff push if you didn't start off the season so strong so make sure you subscribe to juge plus get all the information that you need to make the playoffs to win titles and to make sure that you dominate your fantasy league juge plus
1: It is Schneek, Inc. That's right, coming at you as one of the foremost sponsors of the Scum and Schneek Show. going to keep it really simple for you guys this week. We're talking soups, stews, chilies, bust out the crock pot, do not be afraid, just jam in all of the ingredients you can think of. But the main ingredient for all of your soups, chilies, and stews, this fall, is the meat. We're talking elk and venison, Forget about your hamburgers and your turkeys and your sausages.
0: Elk or venison if you were lucky enough to get one or know somebody who got one this hunting season, drop that sucker into your crop pot and have yourself a lovely. Snake Inc. sucker by snake. Thank you as always to Juge Plus and to Snake Inc. Uh, I'm gonna derail a little bit, Snake, because I'm thinking about it now, but I have never been hunting, so I've never, you know, taken down an elk or anything like that. What's your what's your big what's your big score hunting? Well, I've never actually harvested an animal myself. I've been on a couple
1: hunts with the grandpa back in the day, uh, deer hunting, but I've never actually taken one down myself. But if I had to choose between elk and deer or venison and elk meat, got to go with elk meat all day long.
0: Gotcha. Never had elk. Maybe I'll try it. That buffalo. Very delicious. Definitely put that on the menu. All right. Well, we'll get into the rankings now and a little bit of shakeup since last week. Uh, we're going to really get into it, I think, just because we're going to make some proclamations on some teams. But let's just lay them out first. And as always, we're going to go from bottom to top. At number 12, Big T. Number 11 on the charts, number one in our hearts, Sneak Inc. Team. Number 10, jimbo jamble number nine a team that we will talk about a lot is brendan number eight is the snowman matt kinzer number seven big riser and big surpriser doug number six chase number five wade number four hanging strong even after a loss is Hesse. and then our top three kind of always staying the same eric at three myself scummy at number two and undefeated Ben at number one. What a group of guys, huh?
1: Yeah, that's a fairly similar. I think only one or two switches up from what... little
0: bit. A little bit.
1: From what Sleeper is showing exactly, but that seems to be fairly accurate. We, you know, you, I think you were third last week, jumping to two. I think there might, you know, Doug, a big riser, he's been exceeding all expectations. But for the most part, like we said at the beginning, these are the rankings. They're probably going to stay relatively the same unless there's something drastic that happens and we just really don't see it happening. I know you kind of foreshadowed us. We, we need to talk about the Brendan team. Do nothing, commish. And I, I think I'm just going to kind of jump right into it. We have been talking about him quite a bit every every week. We're just flabbergasted on why that team – is not putting it together. Injuries, not picking the right, you know, not setting the lineup correctly matchups on who he's playing or the matchup on what the the players are, are not performing on the field. I mean, it could be a myriad of things, but just on, you know, s- simple terms, the, the Brendan do nothing commission squad should not be this bad should not only have one win on the season and, and should frankly be ranked higher and, and doing a lot better. I don't, you you kind of go take it away, Scum, but I just don't know at this point how much more we like we said, they are who they have been. There's no more like, well, maybe you'll put it together this week. Uh-uh. That's that's getting to be done. We're in week seven now. It's just because you've got Devonte Adams and Stefan Diggs and you know McCaffrey and Chubb and all these players. that's just not in the the cards anymore for me. And yeah, that's, I guess that's really all I, all I got to say about it. He is what, what the results show, and he's just not a good team this year.
0: Yeah, we don't want to pile on because he has had some bad luck injury-wise from the start of the season, really, starting with J.K. Dobbins. I and mean, it's just kind of continued on. Uh, Christian McCaffrey and now Chubb. Some of his players have been um, disappointments compared to previous years. I'll have Russell Wilson back to the injury thing, so – that's bad luck and then he's had two of the craziest losses this year that i can remember in you know years of playing fantasy football he and doug came down to monday night just this past week and we were all watching it all interested and doug pulls away with that third derrick henry touchdown and not even pulls away he goes up by like a point right mm-hmm. the pills get the ball and all Brandon needs is one catch from Stefan Diggs on that drive or even if that doesn't happen then the Bills get down in the field goal range either kick a game tire with Tyler Bass who uh, Brandon has or if they score and it's not Diggs he just needs that extra point right so it's like right much it's very probable that he ends up pulling out the win yeah those are good points i guess i can not i can totally see it him going from being one and five to being Three and three, I guess. Right, because the other one is that Ben week where Ben won on a stat correction, one point swing from the Bills defense and that ended up beating Brandon. So, you know, again, not to belabor it, I know he doesn't want to relive those, but those are two pretty bad beats uh, for a team that got saddled with injuries uh, up and down the roster. And again, we'd have to talk about it, not just because it's a surprise, but because he was one of the favorites if not the favorite to win the league this year. So uh, major drop off kind of similar to what we saw from chase last year, two years ago, chase was in the championship game and then major fall off um, for various reasons. we just kind of said, okay, it's a lost year. It happens and they'll bounce back. So that's probably what we're at with Brandon, but yeah, one in five, no one would have guessed that at the beginning of the year. No. And just last point,
1: I, you know you got me thinking about the injuries we went into the season talking about brandon having probably the best uh running back room you know slightly above ernie's team but they've they've all been hurt which is crazy and i don't know if swift has been hurt but swift is not was probably at the bottom of the the group anyway and is not really performing or playing well at all so you know he goes into the season with five starting running backs and they're all hurt so yeah i not, they're not excuses. They're realities of fantasy football, but, yeah, just we didn't expect to see that happening for the Brendan team. And then, which we can segue into, we also didn't see what we're seeing out of the likes of Ben, Wade, and Doug.
0: Yep. So let's talk about them. Um, let's we'll start with Doug, who I just talked about his matchup. So that that last second win took him to 3-3. Three and three. Uh, Looking at the points overall – he scored the seventh most in the league, and we have him ranked at seven, so that kind of makes sense. But he also has the most points scored against in the league, so he's had the toughest schedule, uh, at least you know, points scored against him wise. So we could really see Doug continue to make a run as he plays maybe some some teams that aren't scoring as much. Uh, again, we're hitting, we're hitting bye weeks, and I do just want to continue to talk about his team because, as he pointed out. In the sleeper chat, again, not because he listened to it, but he had heard from from another league member. Uh, We did have him ranked last in the initial power ranking show uh, off the back of no depth, which I would still argue he does not have. But what he does have is three legitimate workhorse running backs, which we did not see coming. And uh, I just think that is really important to point out because, yeah, we knew Derrick Henry was going to be a monster this year. Leonard Fournette and Daryl Henderson are guys that we had ridden off, or at least I had. Henderson kind of got lucky stepping into the role because of the Cam Akers injury, but you know, playoff Lenny is continuing that run that we, should, we that he saw uh, that he showed us in the postseason, and he's taking that job. Ronald Jones is an afterthought now, and I mean, I don't see any of those three, you know, kind of dropping off as far as workload. Um, in the near future
1: no I don't see there's three of them dropping off as well I had I had more so I was more so riding off Fournette as opposed to Henderson I just didn't really know what to think of Henderson in that yeah, offense
0: sure. so
1: did know how to how to rank that but yeah I definitely thought there was going to be more of a, a committee in Tampa but yeah you're correct you're totally correct we we thought Doug was going to be a bottom feeder and he is showing that uh, with the right combination of the running backs uh, playing how they're supposed to be playing with a legit tight end and serviceable wide receivers, that he can make moves in this league. And uh, he is definitely doing that. And when they all fire on all cylinders, it's, a, it's tough. And they all have been consistently for weeks now. Uh, so Duddy's got a nice little recipe of success going there. Good on you. Proud of you for sticking with it. And like, I mean, some, there had to be some changes this year There had to, be, I mean, I was out of it this year, you know, you would say Ern took my spot um, and you know, all that kind of talk, but yeah, we got Doug uh, playing, playing really well, exceeding all expectations. And he's, I don't think he's played me yet. I'm not sure if he's played T or Jimbo yet, but those matchups are probably going to be coming at some point. So he's played hard teams already. He should have a couple bunnies coming up in the middle of the year. So I don't, I don't really see much change. I mean, he might get a loss
0: here and there, but he's going to probably get more wins than losses at this point, which will keep him up in that playoff hunt. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, he's not in the playoff picture currently, but he could make a push with some of those wins coming up, and then some of those other three and three teams that are in that same kind of group with him, uh, they have tougher schedules. So if they take some losses, we could have a playoff group with Ben Wade and Doug in it which is amazing honestly yeah
1: very very amazing we've talked a lot about ben in our every each and every week i want to talk let's.
0: let's, sorry to interrupt you let's save ben and wade because they play each other this week so we can just kind of like yeah touch on it there you you mentioned earlier i did want to toot my own horn a little bit the reason i jumped eric uh from three to two this week is just because i'm back on top with most points scored So I just like to point that out when it happens, I took that title back from Hesse after beating him. So I don't think it would be a complete power ranking segment with me without me saying one good thing about my team, right? No,
1: you you have to, you've
0: got the most points
1: scored. You're five and one, two game winning streak. Uh, And this week you're going up, uh, you're going
0: up against me. So we can probably just count that as another win. (laughs) Hopefully. Um. Anyone else we want to talk about? Like, like I said, with um, the Ben and Wade matchup, I think we'll touch on some of this like rankings shakeup potential because uh, Chase and Matt play each other. They're both three and three. So there's there's a lot of implications this week with those games. Eric and Jesse play each other. So our three and four ranked teams, um, I think we can kind of save some of the jostling projections for for the matchups. Are you OK with that?
1: Totally okay because I we've talked a lot in the past about the huge potential, and then I talked last week about the map potential to make a jump. And they're kind of just kind of locked into those those spots where they're at. And this week will determine some, you know, like you mentioned, they're going to be playing each other. But I still don't even know if even after this week, there's going to be too much movement. I think we need to see a little bit between that middle group, uh, some guys to be able to make a make jump and to really kind of focus in on their teams.
0: I'd agree. Well, we'll get into it more in the matchup segment, like we said. But before that, we've got another word from our sponsors. Juge Plus is back for you guys this week, and we are introducing our new entertainment division. That's right, Juge Plus Max. If you want to watch some interesting TV, some interesting movies, well, add on the juge plus max addition to your juge plus sub and you'll get weekly recommendations based off of a movie that you submit so here's how it works you submit your movie that you like that you're a fan of that you enjoy and you'll get back three movie suggestions from juge plus max based off of one that you might like one that juge likes and one that's a wild card you probably won't like, but I think you should watch it. So, if you're interested, make sure you sign up for Juge Plus Max, a subdivision of Juge Plus.
1: Woo wee! Sneak Sweets. That's right, Sneak Inc.'s division of Sweets. Sneak Sweets is here for your Halloween candy recommendations. Number one across the board, hands down, beats everybody, is Reese Pumpkins. Do not miss out. Make sure you have a bag or two locked and loaded, one in the freezer, one ready for the kids, one in the bathroom, one by the couch. You will not go wrong this holiday with Sneak Sweets recommendation of the Reese Pumpkins. We're not talking about Reese's Cups or PCs. We're talking about the Pumpkins, my folks. Sneak Eek is proud to present Sneak Sweets, Reesey Pumpkins. Swing.
0: And we're back, ready for the matchups, and I teased it in the power rank section. We've got some some heavyweight battles this week that are really, really determined, kind of uh, seating in the actual league rankings and, and also might affect our power rankings, so... Let's start off with the two surprise top dogs in the league. Our number five ranked team, team Wade Yealy at five and one versus the undefeated Sawyer Payton team, AKA Smith Ben 08. So like we said, these two are the surprises. I think both are pretty, both are pretty likely to end up in the playoffs because of their records. uh, Ben specifically, but the winner of this matchup kind of, Ensures that they will also be there. Uh, I guess I don't know. Don't know if the math works out on that really. But what have you got to say about these two teams?
1: Yeah, it's kind of interesting because we've got we got Ben sitting here at six and zero, and Wade sitting here at five and one. Ben is our number one ranked uh, power ranked team, and Wade is our number four. But I just have a I just feel like there's a bigger disparity between the two teams. I would agree than the rankings show you know Ben's team is is just better and they have the I harp on this this is like my thing this year is the ability to have players that can just have absolute monster games and he's got that with Brady Taylor Cup we've seen that DJ Moore we've seen it kind of weirdly out of Brandon Brandon Cooks with just the volume and Wade in my opinion doesn't have that other than Tyreek Hill maybe Mike Williams so I think the disparity between the one and the four here is, is is bigger in those terms. I'm going to pick Ben to go seven and zero to win this matchup, and I think really it's going to come down to the fact that Jonathan Taylor has been having monster last two weeks in the thirties, which should eclipse both Patterson and Mitchell. With he's not even going to really, in my opinion, need much from Miles Sanders, and so if he gets his normal ten to twelve, he's getting from Miles Sanders this week with the, what he's getting out of cup, what he's been getting out of DJ Moore, with a kind of banged up Tyree kill and that chief's offense being a a little shaky recently. I just don't really see this being much of a competition. Uh, So I'm going to go with Ben with the win and it's coming down to that running back, uh, matchup, if you will. I think Ben's receivers are better. Uh, Hawkinson has been just nowhere recently. Uh, you know, he's got a shaky defense in there.
0: The Falcons, I don't like to see that, but it's probably not going to make much of a difference here. I agree with you on both points. Uh, ben should take the win this week, and he his team appears to be much better than Wade's. You made the point about having guys that can really explode, and Ben has that a little more consistently. And he's just a lot deeper, and that shows this week with, um, you know, he doesn't have as much bye week. By apocalypse issues as Wade does, mm-hmm. but you know, with Wade have mis- with Wade missing some players, he just has no one on the bench to really put in to compete with Ben. Uh, he hasn't even made the moves to take out Mike Williams and Dalton Schultz who are on bye this week. But again, he just doesn't have the the players to to replace them, especially with Clyde edwards Hilaire being injured after making the trade for him. So yeah. Um, not good. (laughs) Expect Wade to go to five and two, but still have a decent chance to uh to contend for the playoffs. Maybe he makes a move before the week is up to to get some players. Maybe he continues to make moves to increase his playoff and championship odds. But uh, for this week, it looks like Ben is going to go to seven and oh. I will say that Wade has probably some. I don't, I don't want to say found money because he was a first round pick, but Jalen Waddle is going to continue to produce just because of volume. He's going to only have like 50 receiving yards, but it's going to be on like nine, 10 catches each week just because the dolphins have no one else besides him and Gisicki. So uh, that's a good thing for him to at least look forward on. You mentioned running back is going to be an issue, but uh, where Wade is strong is quarterback. He's got Josh Allen on by this week yeah normally that would kind of kill a team but he can plug in jalen hurts instead so say what you want about jalen hurts as an actual nfl quarterback uh for fantasy he's solid he's been in the top 12 every week this year so you know with the rushing uh, he's going to be able to put up points at least and that that could help him in in case of like an injury to someone on ben's team where they go out early or if if one of those guys uh, puts up a dud you know maybe Wade makes some moves and has a fighting chance, but I just don't see it this week. Exactly. So Ben goes to seven and zero. Crazy, unprecedented. Yeah, I don't. Re- I don't remember like what the biggest, longest undefeated streak was to start a season, but I, I feel like seven and zero is up there because. Yeah, we have one of those teams that's like, you know, they have one loss, but undefeated through half to the halfway point is pretty pretty cool, Ben. Hopefully you're listening. I don't know. You should have a lot of late nights with the baby. So we got to be in your ear at some point. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to uh, a, a less top-tier matchup. We got our boy Big T, Duke Tech the number 12 versus the Schneek mode team. Do nothing commission Brendan.
1: Um,
0: 0-6 versus 1 and 5. Brendan should win, but we have seen that he is potentially starting a blow up plan. He put his whole team on the trade block. I I don't expect that he actually makes a lot of moves, but maybe he does ship off a big piece uh, for some future assets. And I don't know, would that affect this, his current matchup or, or no?
1: I mean, if he makes some trades in the next 72 hours, it definitely will. Like you said, I really don't see that happening either. We've been picking Brandon to win most of his matchups just based off of like we just it's got to happen. Right. But it's not happening. He's on a five game losing streak. So I, I'm going to have to do it. I'm going to have to call T to get his first win of the year. <laughs> Let's go. I don't know how it happens. Maybe Rogers has a crazy game. Maybe he gets a couple plunge scores from uh, from Jamal Williams he got Cooper on by. I hate that. And Odell's banged up on a Thursday night. Probably not going to play. And if he does, he's going to suck. He's probably going to get double teamed. Not good. Maybe Metcuff has himself a great game. Uh, maybe, uh, you know, there's a lot of maybes here. But uh, what we got to do, we got to try to do something here. And I got to make a call sometimes that is just not the call that you probably want or should be making. But we got to do something. There's got to be a break here between these two teams. I'm calling that the break happens at T gets his win, uh, and then it just solidifies Brendan's plan to blow up, change up, trade out, do whatever he needs to do, even though Brendan's got a lot better plus matchups. Players uh, currently in the lineup or, you know, could be be put into that lineup as the week goes on. But, yeah, I don't – gosh, I really don't know where I could see – I guess I could see Matt Ryan having a decent game. I could probably, you know, we got the reverse stack, as you always talk about. We got the Rogers Devontae. So if Rogers does go off, most, some of that or half of that's got to go to Devontae. So there's going to be a war somewhere around there. Man, Josh Jacobs is in the flex against Philly. Sterling Shepard, we probably will see Jacobs win that matchup. I don't know, man. I, I really don't know. I can't make the – point for T to win but I, I just have to make the call I guess
0: sure I mean like we've seen um Corey Davis and Michael Pittman dud for Brandon this year Michael Pittman a little less so lately he's been pretty solid so there's your potential there if, if those are pretty low scores you know that could offset anything major from from Devonte or or DeAndre Swift yeah it, the the point that you would have is T's guys blow up And Brandon's just are normal or, or have bad games, but I just, I just don't know if there's enough. So we kind of disagree on this one. Uh, I know Brandon doesn't want us to pick him anymore because he's been on, on that losing streak ever since we've been picking him. But, you know, I just, I just got to go with what's in front of me and got to pick Brandon to win, but yeah, it will be closer than we think Uh, again, bye weeks really affecting both these teams. So, you know, Stranger Things have happened, especially to Brandon this year. For sure. Let's move on to the next matchup. Uh, Another guy who's disappointed in his team's performance this year. Jimbo's Roadkill, skull and crossbones emoji, versus we've got a name change. (laughs) That team, Blue Eyes Ultimate Dragon. Now, uh, I could go into the reference there, but I, I shan't. I've already revealed a lot of nerd stuff from myself no no,
1: no you're gonna keep it keep it short and sweet because I have no idea what does what this mean
0: okay so it's a reference to Yu-Gi-Oh. I don't know <laughs> if anyone has watched it or played the game before but super fun game and you got your regular blue eyes white dragon that's like a super cool dragon but you can combine three of them to make the blue eyes ultimate dragon so if I'm looking at if I'm in the mind of Doug my old roommate He's looking at his three running backs that we talked about already: Derrick Henry, Leonard Fournette, and Daryl Henderson. And those—that's his three-headed dragon. That's my—that's my guess into the psyche of Doug. So, okay. and I, I would say that, despite the uh, questionable, cringy reference, even though I love it, Doug should get the blowout. Um, Best and sneak blowout of the week. Blowout
1: of the week. Blowout of the week. Let's go. Blowout of the week. He's going to beat Jimbo bad. Really, really bad.
0: <laughs> I mean, blowout I don't
1: think. Week, man. What the heck?
0: I can't what? Believe we've gotten to this point, but I mean, his team has been putting up huge scores um he doesn't have many issues with bye weeks maybe he has to sub out Devonte parker who is questionable um, and play you know a pretty a receiver that we don't have a lot of confidence in but even still i mean we've tried to make the points for jim's team he's got kyler that is solid but uh, his running backs currently are james Conner and jarek mckinnon no Ooh. confidence there Ooh. robert woods might have a a really good game just because i expect the Stafford revenge game to, uh, to be in full swing and the Rams to score like 50 points. So he could have something there. Rugs has been solid this year. We are, are remo- removing the bust label from him, I think, but, um, Robbie Anderson is, is a dud. Noah Fant goes up and down, but Thursday night, he's got a questionable tag Teddy Bridgewater was limping. I don't expect much there. And Jim's flex is currently Alan Lazard. So, uh, Maybe a bomb touchdown, but likely not. And then surprisingly, on the other hand, we see a lot of depth from Doug's uh, lineup this week. The running backs that we mentioned, Christian Kirk is a pretty good play each week just because of the Cardinals offense. So we also have some reverse stack action there. And if, if Doug has to play AJ Green, we we get a double reverse stack. Yep. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown has been a volume heavy play lately and if that game goes like I predicted and the Lions are down big, he's going to have to get some work. So uh, I just feel like Doug's going to have his, his regular 30 from Henry, his regular 25 from Fournette and Henderson, and then pretty decent matchups all the way around to blow out Jim. And Jim's not mad about that at all. He, he's ready to play for the future.
1: Yeah, you you killed it there at the end, Scum. Jimbo's ready to play, play for the future, and Doug is going to get his usual. Uh, I do like the Tua matchup against Atlanta. Uh, you know, Tua doesn't strike fear in the hearts of many, but a 25 to 30 spot is going to probably get pretty close to matching up with what Kyler's going to do, and that's where you have it. I mean, the running backs on Jimbo's side doesn't even – pales in comparison to what uh, Doug's rolling out there. Like you said, Kirk's been nice. I don't know even if that Rams-Lions game is a blowout. There's some garbage points there to be had. I don't, I'm not sure if that's how that game plays, but it's not really going to be a factor in the matchup in itself. You hit all the points. I don't know what else I could really say about this. Doug is, like we keep saying, he's been surprising us all year, uh, and at this point there's no point to be continual surprised by it. He's going up against one of the bottom teams of the league. Should get an easy win. It should be a big win. And that's what we're calling for.
0: So surprising. I mean, I don't think we've ever picked Doug to be on the winning end of a blowout. But here we are. It's 2021. Things have changed. Things have changed. Let's move on to a pretty fun matchup. We've got our number three ranked team. Laviska. Lavuska. Lavuska. Versus Hesse's team, who hasn't changed his name yet. So it's still Juge 330, which I like. This, I would normally say, would be a pretty handy victory for Eric. But he, more than anyone else this week, is a victim of the Bi the Bi Apocalypse. He's got just a quick rundown. He's got Najee Harris on by. He's got Ezekiel Elliott on by. He's got Dalvin Cook on by. Oh my gosh. He's got Keenan Allen on by. Oh, He's got, even though he hasn't been good this year, he would have played him potentially. He's got lovizka Lavuska on by. So, Jesse not having as much trouble. He's got Justin Jefferson out. Otherwise, his pretty normal complement of guys. So, definitely a tougher matchup than normal for Eric. So, what do you got on this one?
1: Holy smokes, I didn't even realize at first that he's got so many byes this week. (sighs) Hmm. Yeah, you know, this has got to be a Hesse win. I've got to do it. Man. I gotta do it, man. I gotta do it. Hesse-
0: it, it, it. Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: I'm trying to currently projected to get the win. Lamar Jackson should outscore Darnold. Damian Williams is probably not gonna play. Got the two Tampa Bay receivers, which should do what they've been normally doing.
0: Oh, man, this is going to be a fun matchup. It is going to be really fun. Uh, We've got some interesting, like, split position group uh, dynamics for this matchup, too. So, Mm -hmm. Jesse will start Melvin Gordon and Eric will start Javante Williams. So, those two backfield mates that have been even splits as far as workload wise. And then, I mean, like, they're not really scoring a lot of touchdowns, but if one of them does get one that could kind of swing the matchup in in the other's favor. Uh, You've also got Jamar chase uh, for Eric Ante Higgins for Jesse. So, you know, who does, who does Joe Burrow favor this week Uh, could be telling. And then you've also got uh, Ravens players on both sides. Jesse, obviously pretty heavily favored with Lamar and the stack of uh, Mark Andrews and Hollywood Brown. But then Eric has a reverse stack of Rashad Bateman who got more targets than Hollywood last week. So a lot of interesting, like, you know, they're shared on a lot of teams and I think that could be pretty fun to, to look at this week in particular.
1: Yeah. Super fun. Lots of connections. there. Uh going to be an extremely interesting, fun matchup. We still, yeah, like you said, he's got hair still in there and that uh, flex that'll probably be moved out. Someone will jump in there at some point, but I'm gonna still say that uh, old Hess gets our win here, uh, knocks E. Fritz down to that uh, five and two, stops that five-game winning streak. I do like this. Is interesting, you know. You know, and 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 Ernie knew this day was coming with all of his major running backs being on by, so okay. he's done what he had to do to get to this point to where he could probably afford
0: the loss, and I think that's really what it is. Sure. If he so, if Jesse does win, he's currently ranked number four, right behind Eric, number three. Is that head to head victory enough to jump Eric in the rankings potentially, or just the context of the bye weeks and Eric still having a better record? Do you think that would hold out and, and that jump wouldn't happen?
1: Will Hesse jump earn if he beats him this week in rankings? Uh, I say no. Eric uh, still gonna be five and two. Hesse would go to four and three. Their points are probably gonna be fairly similar. I would say it would it would stay. I would say
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I, I think that Eric does keep that spot even if he loses head to head to Jesse, but maybe makes that gap a little closer. Yeah. It would, would, yeah, it'll it'll close the gap for sure a little bit, a little bit more each and every
1: week when teams like the Hesse team are slowly trying to make their pushes, the gaps are
0: starting to to get close. Closer to closing, but not quite closed. All right, let's move on to our next matchup. High-speed chase, number six, versus Goodell is a... This is a family show, after all. Uh, Two, three, and three teams. Very important game for for playoff seeding. You know, it could end up being the separator between them. So I think that, you know, despite what projections say, despite what our rankings say, I think something's in the air, and it's not just the fall winds, Sneak. It is not. It is a major upset.
1: It is a major upset, and this is it. Upset of the week. Matt beats Gooch.
0: Scum and Sneak upset of the week?
1: Scum and Sneak upset of the week. Upset of the week. Yeah, yeah. of the week, our number eight team over our number six team. Whoo, boy, gooch, 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 man, just, uh, just can't put it together, can you? He? Over here, I don't know what's going on. And Matt's got, he's got Antonia looking pretty banged up, and just has not been doing what he's doing. Even though Gooch has some nice matchups on the on the uh, receiving side, on the quarterback side, uh, I think Matt still. Is going to be able to put it together from the, with the right formula, the right spices and sauces in that cauldron, and he upsets Gooch for the win. Hmm. Is Saquon playing this week? He's in the lineup questionable. It looks like he's probably going to play.
0: I, I don't think he's going to play, actually. It seems oh, like he's really? not. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So yeah, that's going to be upset. Yep. McLaurin's also been banged up. He didn't practice today, so – Oof, bad news. Bears right there. Maybe take both him and Gibson out for both teams. So questionables up and down, but I don't know. I just feel like this one's a gut call. I feel like Matt's team is due for kind of a, a big game again. Um, Damien Harris is another week healed, so he should have a, a pretty nice game against the Jets. We better? Um, DeAndre Hopkins is uh, unstoppable, so he's got a cupcake matchup against the, the Texans. And then – AJ Brown is over his food poisoning, I think. So in a, in a shootout with the Chiefs and Titans matching up, I could see a lot of AJ Brown, probably a touchdown along with like, you know, seven catches for 100 yards or something. So big, big blow up potential on Matt's side. And then I did talk about Stafford in the revenge game. So he probably has a big game for Chase. But um, Aaron Jones has been okay this year. He's got a what we used to think was a tough matchup with the Washington football team. Maybe that, maybe that bears out to be true, but um, you know, Cortland Sutton on Thursday night against Cleveland, just we'll get into the Thursday night game, obviously, but I've got, I've got some dud feelings as far as both offenses are concerned. And then talked about no, no safe on Barkley. So I just, like I said, totally gut call, but Matt, I think is getting an upset this week.
1: Yeah, we've got the uh, tight end matchup. They play each other. Washington, Green Bay, Tanya, and against Ricky Seals. Uh, and I'm expecting Mooney to have a pretty decent game. He caught a touchdown last week. I expect him to get back into the, some higher yardage totals this game, uh, going against up that that uh, leaky Tampa Bay secondary. And I know Debo has just been just crazy, but I think this is going to be a game where he doesn't get thirty points. So. <laughs> Without that, that's a recipe for a win on Matt's side. The South Dakota Buffalo stomps down
0: the prairie. And now, the ultimate matchup every year, the one that we've all been waiting for. A battle of two end high high-producing corporations. Mm
1: -hmm, mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. We've got Schneek Inc. versus Juge Plus.
1: Oh my gosh, the penultimate matchup of every season. We look forward to it. We usually just uh, commandeer the entire episode for it, but it's a little different this year, isn't it? Just a bit. Just Just a skosh. Now, current projections are showing it to be pretty close. Pretty
0: darn close. I like
1: that. I, of course, am rolling out my rookie stud, Justin Fields, who has been progressively getting better week and week and week that he's been starting and playing for them Bears, and I expect this to be the week where he gets into that 20 spot, definitely is going to score more points than Taylor Heineke. Heineke? And I think what I'm looking at here, your receivers probably are better, Our running back, your running backs are probably a little bit better, but I think what I'm looking at right now is I've got that sneaky Hunter Henry play. who has been scoring touchdowns. I got Donovan peoples on Thursday. I'm hoping he gets about 17 targets. The Rams defense is just playing so good. And they're going to get me another 20 points against the lions, but unfortunately it's just not going to be enough. You still get the win. You eke out a nail biter uh and it might be on the back of johnny smith our old old friend
0: that's what i'm that's what we're banking on here we've got a matchup between the two patriots tight ends johnny smith versus hunter henry both guys i have loved and had on my teams uh, i think it's a johnny week they've kind of been jostling back and forth throughout the season but would expect you know his his more like Athletic, perceiving prowess to be on display versus the Jets versus like the the need for Hunter Henry's blocking. Uh, I also am I'm looking for the sneaky play of DJ Dallas on Monday night. Mm, that's I, fun. Know, I know Rashad Penny is going to be back, but Alex Collins is a little banged up, and with Geno Smith in the fold, he's been a little more checked down than Russell Wilson, and that was DJ Dallas's role. So, you know, maybe not a lot of involvement, but handful of carries, handful of receptions. That's what I'm liking, and I think that game's going to be fun on Monday too. And then, of course, I've got my ultimate gadget guy, Rondale Moore. I love him. His his usage is creeping up. That offense does just spread it around a little bit, so it's hard to to count on him. But you know, you know, I love a guy that gets rushing and receiving work, and he always gets a little end around or something each week. Yes, indeed. Um, Nothing something. wrong with trying to capitalize on that crazy good Arizona
1: offense. I'm hoping for something, some some, couple catches, maybe some third down work from Geo. Uh, Tyler Johnson maybe gets a score if I'm lucky. Kendrick Bourne had himself a nice game last week, but uh, yeah, I mean, I do what I do. You do what you do, even though it's going
0: to be a lot closer than what people think. That'll be pretty close. And I I just want to point out a sneaky play. Quez Watkins. I know we don't really love Jalen Hurts as a passer, but no, no more Zach Ertz. He's gone. Right. And Dallas Godert is on the uh, COVID list. So if he doesn't play that kind of like middle of the field option is going to be, I think, Quez Watkins, because he's the slot guy. Yep. With it. Love it. So that's the matchups this week, folks. If you disagree with us, well, it was a weird week, so I don't know. Maybe this is your chance. This, but, weird week. this might be your only chance to uh, make us regret it. But let us know, as always. But week seven will be in the book soon, and that'll be the halfway point of the season. Sheik, before we wrap this up, we've got another word from those two illustrious corporations that we just talked about. Juge Plus does fantasy, Juge Plus does movies and TV. But did you know that Juge Plus also does books? That's right, we're into audiobooks now. So if you add on Juge Plus Reading Rainbow, to your sub, then you'll get a book of your choice read by the CEO himself, Scummy. Do you want this luscious, comforting, absolutely terrific voice in your ears reading a book of your choice? Of course you do. So add Juge Plus Reading Rainbow to your sub, submit a book, and you'll have it back to you for an audio file in as little as three days. Because I got nothing to do, baby. Juge Plus, Reading Rambo, a subdivision of Juge Plus.
1: Spirits by Schneek. That's right, guys. Our newest division here at Schneek Inc. is Spirits by Schneek, coming at you with just a myriad of fun and creative ways to drink that drink. And this week, it's all about that spooky time of year. We're talking a spooky black rum poured into a carved out skull mixed with a little dash of cherry coke to let you have a nice Halloween drink. Spirits by
0: Schnee. We're back. I love a spooky season. I love a spooky drink. And I also love a spooky tricks and treats. Juge Plus is expanding into all the markets that I love. And I cannot wait for these new divisions. Always headed off to the new horizons, my friend. I cannot wait. What book are you going to order?
1: I don't know. I got to think about it. I can't just shoot from the hip on this one. This is a very important decision.
0: All right. Well, like I said, let's get into tricks and treats. Another kind of split week last week. So we're, we're, we're treading water, but let's make some progress this week. Sneak. So do you want to go first or second?
1: I'm going to go first on this one. And I don't know if I have,
0: you know, it's been a
1: lost year for the sneak ink team, but I'm going to hit my hope this week and it's going to be Justin Fields. He's been a shaky start to his NFL career. There's been a lot of different naysayers and yaysayers out there but he has been improving week in and week out i would say he's in a weird situation i expect it to get fully figured out by this time next year but i'm calling for my treat this week to be justin Fields to get him into the 20s of the fantasy points points scored against that tampa bay defense even if it's garbage time even if it's a a lucky whatever may have you it's going to be Justin Fields. It's not going to make a difference necessarily in our matchup, but I just need to put out some goodness into the world that I am still 100% on board with Justin Fields, and he is a treat this week,
0: my friend. I don't hate the call. I know you are a little more in on him this week specifically than I am, but I am still a fan of Justin Fields. The thing that I don't like this week is that Bucks defense, and I know they are more – they're tougher against the run than they are the pass. They're kind of, you mentioned a little leaky against the pass, but I think just stifling that run game of the Bears is going to hamper Justin Fields' ability to move the ball and get that offense in a groove. So, you know, I, I, I could see him having some success. I'm not as high on it, but I don't hate the treat call of Justin Fields. All right, and my trick call
1: kind of goes back to the Hesse and Ernie matchup. I know Ernie's got all of his running backs on by, but I am piling on this week and calling my trick is Joe Mixon. Ooh. Yes, I know. It's a shocker, but he's playing the Ravens. a Mix man. He's been having some really good weeks, but this is his down week. This is one of those Mixon weeks where he only gets like 20 carries for 60 yards, no touchdowns, no catches, weird game script. The run gets stifled. Joe Burrow goes out there and tries to win it with his arm. So – my boy, my old running mate, I love him to death, but Joe Mixon just is going to lay a major
0: trick. Sorry, Ernest, one of the reasons why you lose. You know, honestly, uh, after watching the Ravens last week against the Chargers shutting down that whole offense, cl- clearly they're going to win the Super Bowl, and I could see them just shutting down the Bengals in similar fashion. So, on board. Mm-hmm. Let's stick with that because my trick this week is also on the Bungles – it's someone that I had as a hope earlier this year. But trick this week is Jamar Chase. Oh, boy.
1: We are just er- – Ernie's getting it today.
0: He is. I'm going big game hunting, too, because he is, I think, a top five wide receiver on the year. Yeah, he's been playing so good. He's been great. Uh, I just think that kind of run comes to an end. There's always a hiccup in everyone's seasons. I think this is, this is the game that it happens. Uh, one, again, down on the Bengals' offense overall. And also, I think T. Higgins kind of bounces back a little bit. A little bit. I had him as a hope last week. It didn't happen. So you know, half making that happen again. You know, I think T. Higgins bounces back. Has a little more even split with Jamar at least this week. So you're not going to get your typical bomb touchdown from Chase with like 90 yards. I think it'll just be more like a a five catch, 60 yarder kind of little bland game for Jamar Chase.
1: Yeah, I like that word, bland game. It's the divisional matchup against the Ravens. Uh, it's not going to be – I can. I totally agree. I don't see uh, Chase getting big bombs and, and, and doing what he's doing. It's going to be kind of a ho-hum. Like, you're going to be on – he's going to be thinking, is this uh, – uh, fourth down. And one of those types of games where you're just waiting for it and it just doesn't come, and he probably puts up like eight or nine points.
0: Sure. And my treat this week – Given our do-nothing commission some love. He's had a tough go of it. Mm. We give, give the treat to Mike Gesicki. Yes, I love that, dude. I'm coming around to Gesicki. I'm coming around to him, too. Uh, I called him a dope preseason. But I think what's happened is that Dolphins' offense has been decimated. And Tua hasn't been, you know, a complete dud. He's He's been fine. Um, and Gesicki's just getting a bunch of targets and doing pretty good with them. So, especially with... With Godert potentially being out, I would I would plug in Gesicki if I was Brendan, if I wanted to win, uh, get you a solid you know 12 to 13 points off of seven catches for 80 yards, potential for a score in a, in a decent matchup against the Falcons. So Mike Gesicki, despite what I've said in the past about him, is a treat this week.
1: I, uh, I could not agree more. I'm, I'm coming around to him like I just said. He's looking to be a pretty decent focal point of the offense. Uh, and, and a safety blanket for Tua or Bris, whoever the quarterback is. So I'm with you on that. That is a fun That is a fun call, and I'm interested to see what kind of uh, second half of the year Gesicki can do, get himself maybe a contract and become one of those tight ends where you're always keeping the back of your mind of being someone you want to target.
0: Yeah, and talking about him just really quick, because in redraft, he was a big drop candidate after week one when he put up a goose, a zero, and he's, he's made a nice little resurgence, so someone that's picked him up picked him up off the waiver wire has done well. And yeah, he he's one of those ones that like probably should have had more patience on like Zach Moss. And I'm only saying that because I dropped Zach Moss in sneak league and he hasn't been great, but I'm hurting for a running back and I could have played him a couple of times. So big mm-hmm. hug uh, there. Mm-hmm. Schneek, let's wrap up this episode with America's favorite segment. Scum and sneak get the Thursday night game wrong. we picked the winners. The winner is going to be a weird one this week. We've got Broncos at the Browns, lots of injuries up and down both rosters, a little bit of wind it looks like in Cleveland. So that was, uh, like I alluded to, that was part of the reason why I think this is going to be a pretty low scoring game, maybe a little boring even Uh, since I'm talking about it. I'll lead off And I'll say the Broncos do eke out a win because they have more of their important players healthy, but it's going to be uh, a 20 to 14 victory. Mm, I like that score. It's
1: going to not be as exciting uh, that a lot of our last Thursday night games have been, even though last week was a little bit, not the most exciting game, but I'm going to say that the Broncos win, but they're going to score 28. The Browns are going to
0: score 16. Hmm. All right, we're both on the Broncos this week, which means the Browns probably win now that we're, we're kind of hitting our rough patch of picks. I think we're going to be hitting our Thursday rough patch where we kind of just lose it and we're going to have to try to find our way back. But that was a fun one, Sneak. It's good to be back with you as always. It's always fun to have a matchup. Uh, less important, less exciting than we have in years past, but we'll be talking about it. We'll be watching it together. And uh, I don't think I said enough on air. I love you, bud. I freaking love you too, man.
1: And uh, like you said, this
0: matchup's not going to
1: be the same as it was the last few years. Uh, but uh, you're going to get your win. We'll, we'll see each other next year when my team is completely revamped. And just for all of our fans, listeners, supporters out there, we love you all. Thank you for listening to this show. We do it for you. We do it for us because we we're just uh, we, we just love it all the way around. And we're coming up on week seven. Uh, Hope to hear from you throughout the week, Uh, all the heartbreaks and excitements along the way. And that is all,
0: folks. Bye. next season you're just gonna hit me with uh, with Olave and Spiller and like David Bell and just crush me, huh? <laughs>
1: Hopefully man, I'm gonna
0: I, I'm really trying to do my research this
1: year.